Hi everyone, today is November the 4th, 2017, and this is the Duel Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. And I'm Deck Tech. And uh, it's been another week of Duel Links. It's the same, no, no new things have happened in terms of events, in terms of the game. Crowler is still around for a few more days, but we did get a lot of cards Cards from different sources and upcoming cards coming on Monday, as we predicted. Um, so we have a lot to talk about in terms of cards and a few esports things. Um, Deck Tech, um, you've been pretty um, having a pretty good time, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yesterday I went to BlizzCon, and for like you know the week leading up to that, uh, minus one small break to go out on Halloween, it's just been madness because um, trying to catch up on work and stuff to prepare for taking the day off. So I have not really been able to play much Duel Links, unfortunately. So uh, all this episode was uh, put together by a lot of work on Green Ranger's part. So um, thanks to you, buddy, for doing that. And um, we'll, we're all in this together, listeners. So I apologize. And uh, next week I'll be back on the horse to help out some more. Just just a quick minute for listeners who don't know what BlizzCon is. Can you, can you tell me what it is? Uh, yeah, it's just a convention held by Blizzard and dedicated to Blizzard games and IPs and stuff. And uh, this is my first time going to it. So they have different areas for each of the games, it seems. And um, like they, ha- they sell merchandise and there's a, a few... Um, third party like vendors there as well as well t-mobile had a booth and uh, a couple gaming computers did as well so it's a it's a pretty good time it's like comic-con if anyone's been to that except less crowded and more like specific cool yeah yep How, how about you what have you been doing um nothing really exciting i didn't get king of games last month so Sent back to Platinum One instead of Platinum Four, which is what you what you get from King of Games. Playing mm-hmm. Ancient Gears because it's pretty good. Um, at fifteen to twenty wins right now. And at first I was playing a handless deck. That's like I have this time when I'm kind of like I don't feel like playing what's meta, but then just like screw it, I'll play Ancient Gears because it's kind of it's kind of fun to play. And mm-hmm. everyone else is playing Ancient Gears too, so getting a lot of intel on what to do in the mirror is pretty cool right now. Um, yeah, do you think it's prepping for the Kaiba Cup? Do you think there's going to be a lot of Ancient Gears? I think it's going to be the safe deck, because uh, DK ranks it as Tier 2, so it's right below Cyber Angels and Red Eye Zombies, and those are the decks that are going to be affected directly on Monday. I think the nerfs go mm-hmm. live on Monday, so um, this would be the safe one that's not been touched, I think, and it's so free-to-play... Like, everyone has Crawler's cards already. I think it will be the most common deck on the first day. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. All right. So we're going to talk about esports. Last week, the 28th, the Reddit tag team tournament happened. This is the one where when someone loses on a team, the other person gets tagged in. Um, Three teams. The Dankest won number one. They won first place. Edgar Lopes with the Red Eye Zombie deck that's all teched out. It has um, you know Shin Zheng Hu and uh, Floodgate three uh, Red Eye Zombie version. It's pretty standard, is what you expect. But this version is not going to be viable anymore because it has the extra spirit. But uh, this pre-nerf Red Eye Zombies, and he also brought uh, the other the, the partner Astro Assassin brought a dinosaur deck, which is the Tecumseh dinosaur deck, which we know. But this one is a little bit different because it does have an Oxygeddon, a Cabazols, and also a Dark Triceratops, which we've never seen before in this type of dinosaur deck. Yeah, there's some interesting choices there. And the little write-up, uh, which of course we've linked like we always do, says that both these two guys were just free agents who didn't have a team, and they got thrown together, and they ended up getting first place. So that's really cool for them. Teamwork means nothing. That's that's the lesson. Yeah, I mean, I guess (laughs) it wouldn't based on the the format because it's just, it's 1v1, and then if one player loses, then the other player plays. Yeah, it's not a a four-way 
fatal four way like right yeah have you done that have you done that have you done that in the paper version i've done it once i don't think i have because it's a a filthy casual thing (laughs) yeah that's what i was gonna say as you guys know i i went in like hard and i was immediately playing with people who were competing at the top level so i never really got to play the filthy casual methods but this i mean it's cool to try new things and i kind of like the team format thing but for each individual player it essentially just amounts to longer wait times between matches like you're not i guess you could spec no yeah you can spectate right in the duel room so you could be spectating your teammates game and right and i guess you would give like comments and stuff in theory but mostly it seems like they're just going to be playing individually this is actually like playing baseball because it's not like everyone's on the court the same time it's like one batter at a time so it's independent it's it's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Second place team Gucci duo, pure official brought a mind scan deck, uh, mind scan cyber angel deck. That's really standard, I think. Um, yeah. yeah. But it's got the three machine angel rituals, which will not be valid in a few days. So mm-hmm. this is the last time we'll see this deck probably. And then his partner, um, Saint Frank. Brought almost an exact copy of the Tecumseh list, which is Dinosaurs with Destroyer Source, Oxygeddon, uh, no, Hydrogeddon, and Elemental Source, and uh, Sergeant Electro. Yep. And finally, the third place team, ABC, is Cancer. Snowzy brought a Ghost Trick deck. This is, I don't know if Ghost Tricks normally run Destiny Draw, but it's got three of the, each of the monsters and a lot of stalls. So there's Spirit Barrier. Astral Barrier, Wall of Disruption, uh, Floodgate Trap Hole, and three enemy controllers. So it's a, it's basically a mill deck because the skeleton has that mill ability. So that's mm-hmm. Ghost Trick. And finally, his partner Bartek brought a very aggressive warrior deck. And I have seen decks with the A-Forces, but this one actually runs three the A-Forces, three Metal Morphs, uh, two X Saber Galahads, which is just a monster that attacks and then it gets destroyed by an enemy's monster. So it's a very aggressive list. Um, very low back row, just one Econ and one Windstorm for this deck. Mm-hmm. Just um, just some warriors. I like that it has the Knight of the Red Lotus. There's only one copy, but yeah, uh, I've always liked that card. It's one of my faves. Yeah, there's six normal cards here, so it kind of works for that. Yeah, and I, you I, could pull them out, right, with the A-Forces? Is that what that one The A-Forces is just for uh, extra attack. Mm, okay, never mind. I was thinking of the other card. I've actually been beat by a deck with two the A-Forces, and the X-Saber Piranha gets to 3,000 already, so it just steamrolled me right away. Um, yeah. This, <laughs> it's a very budget thing to do, but... I think Warriors are all 1800 now, so you could use the A-Forces of Field of the Warriors, and if you're playing Spellcasters, you could play the Yami Field and the A-Forces with... And they're all 1800 now with extra abilities, so it's not a bad thing to do if you just have a low collection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that. Uh, the deck lists are all in this link we have. Today, the Reddit Random Roulette Box Tournament is happening. This one's a really... It's the first time we've seen a limited format for the uh, for a Duel Links tournament, and each duelist is only allowed to use one box, so it's random. There's eight boxes. Um, Age of Discovery, Land of Titans, Neo Impact, Dawn of Destiny, Electric Overload, Valkyries Rage, and Echoes of Silence. So they get assigned a box randomly, and they get to use the level up rewards. So let's say Alexis only drops one Dakini, and the rest are farmed. You could only use one Dakini, so those are the rules. Yeah, this one's a really cool rule set. Um, I think it's a little bit unfortunate that like the sets have definitely different strengths, <laughs> strength levels, I should say. Yeah. And so some people are just gonna get you know screwed from the outset. But I've always liked um, interesting like challenge format rule sets, and um, this is kind of almost like limited um i wonder if they could do some sort of true limited format but this is super I, limited like like let's well, say yeah. 
Because in, like, Magic, or if you're playing, like, a Magic draft, you're drafting from different sets, right? Right. So what I meant was the definition of uh, limited versus constructed formats. So this one is definitely a limited card pool, which makes it, like, a challenge format, which I always think is really fun. Um, But the limited format means that you get a pool of cards... Um, at the time, and then you build your deck as part of the the competition, I guess. So that's like the draft format. Right, yeah. um, and so this one, since you have an assigned pool of cards, and then you build the deck beforehand, presumably, or is this like you get assigned, like, and then you have one hour to build? Each person know? only gets one box. Right, right, right. Yeah, and I think... They get it before, like they, it's assigned like half an hour before the tournament or something like that. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, that's cool. I, I mean, that's just a really cool format. I'd love to. It's play a really cool. With yeah. The, the the thing that sucks is that all these boxes are completely like. Let's say you didn't buy land with the Titans, then you just can't <laughs> can't play that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a bummer. I think the one, the best one, probably is like something like New Impact or Dawn of Destiny. It's probably from these. Uh, yeah, I guess it depends on what you think the best deck is and what you want to build. Because, like, you could totally build a decent deck with just Age of Disco, right? Like, that's all very specific, though. You have to build, like... Right, you have to build a water deck or a ramp deck. Those are, like, your two options. Um, whereas other sets are a lot more wide open, I guess. Um, so it... I guess it depends on what you're specifically trying to build, but I think you wouldn't do it that way. I think what would what you would do is kind of Best have cards. in your mind what cards each character has available to them, and then when you learn which set you get, then you're like, okay, this set gives me these options. That works best with this character, so I'm going mm-hmm. to build this deck and you know see what I can do. That makes sense. And also the later sets just have vanilla power creep in terms of like... Theaters, yeah. so that they they have an advantage in that regard. I think. They, I think you're right. And one thing that this brings up is that I still wish that this game had a filter based on set, so you could just filter all of your Neo Impact cards or whatever. Yeah, they have the so, how to obtain, but I don't know if that leads you to a filter. I don't think it does. Yeah, actually, I guess I could check it out while we talk about the next thing. But yeah, yeah, you know. I want a skill database. Mm-hmm. I don't know That'd who has nice. what skill. <laughs> That'd be nice too. Yeah. If it could, yeah. When you're like trying to select to build a new deck, and you're just like, who has draw <laughs> sense light? Please. Yeah. All right. And then the Duel Links Pro Ten Number Ten Tournament is happening in a few hours from this recording. Sixty-four player. This is a uh, unlimited format or standard format, whatever you call it. Sixty-four players complete competing in two decks, two characters, two skills, and two different decks. So two different deck archetypes. No double red-eye zombie or cyber angels in this tournament. Um, Interesting. Upcoming limit list is active, but and so you're limited to uh, one uh, machine angel ritual and w- those other cards, but balance is legal. Mm, yeah. So I just tried it real quick to go back, and you cannot text search just like the name of the set. That would be an easy way to do it if they didn't want to add the filters, but... You can't do it that way. So there's no way to do it. Mm. Well. Oh, well. And uh, jumping back into the Duel Links Pro, they always put on a good, like, competitive-type tournament. Like, right? This is trying to approximate the Kaiba Cup, essentially, is what they're trying to do, give you practice for that. So Yeah, because um, this, cool. this is the last tournament before everything just blows over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's true we're probably going to have a moderate amount of downtime uh in the coming weeks because of the kaiba cup and a lot of the more competitive groups don't put on stuff during that time because they you know expect that their people are going to be doing the kaiba cup so yeah we'll see what we have for you guys unless you're playing the kaiba cup this time next week it's possible right (laughs) Forced yeah. into the Kaiba Cup. <laughs> uh, all right, so new characters confirmed on Monday as the... I think it's Roaming Duelist, I think. I don't know if we get to get this guy, but Jesse Anderson, GX character, dude with green hair, I think. 
rumored to be at first I thought it was Cyrus or Cyrus is Jaden's best friend, so people are wondering when this guy's coming in. But it's Jesse Anderson. Uh previously we had a dual skill where there was a skill where there were eight crystal beasts shuffled into your deck. Um if we don't get him as a character, it's probably gonna be just his NPC skill, so he's gonna fight you with a twenty eight card deck probably. Um and from a data mine of cards, these are his rewards. Crystal Beast Amethyst Cat, Crystal Beast Amber Mammoth, Crystal Beacon, Crystal Beast Ruby Carbuncle, Crystal Beast Topaz Tiger, Crystal Beast Cobalt Eagle, Phantom Sky Blaster, Crystal Tree, and Rainbow Life. So basically, the Crystal Beasts, what happens is when they die from battle, they get resummoned into your mo- Spell and Trap Zone. So it's like a monster in the Spell and Trap Zone. And then the Carbuncle gets to special summon them back to the field. So that's basically what they do, so it's not that exciting. The card to look out for is Rainbow Life. Trap card. Discard one card. Until the end of this turn, whenever you would take damage, you gain that amount of life points instead. Hmm. So it's like for the life gain decks, right? I think that's Right, yeah. Stalled. It'd be another tool. Um, another one for Cyberstein. Another one for... Um, just general stall decks. It's a, it'd be an interesting card if we got it. Yep. And there's eight cards in this reward list, so it sounds like that's how many you get from a character typically to farm, I think. Yeah, that seems about right. Yep. So I'm not too excited about the Crystal Beast because they don't have the boss monster. It's like Rainbow Dragon or something, but he's not here, so. Mm. That is that. Yeah, I wonder how much we get to play him because. Everyone who's doing the Kaiba Cup is probably going to be doing that. I don't know if... Unless you yeah, have some downtime to farm this guy. I don't know, I think you will have downtime. Because you can't auto-duel him. It's a little bit weird, but I think what they decided to do is that they wanted to have something going on, something <laughs> like a little bit smaller going on yeah. for the people who don't want to do the Kaiba Cup or who aren't in it. So... Alright, we have another news item. It's the updated Terms of Use, which will be active on November 17th. This is pretty big in case you haven't played the game in a while because there is an updated statement saying Konami may delete your game data or close your account if you've been inactive for over six months. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, we've both been playing this game nonstop since we've had it, but people... I mean, I don't know the people on my friends list, but there's people who have been gone for 200 days. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely have a couple of those. Yeah. So if you don't play the game regularly, make sure you log in at least so you don't lose your data. It kind of sucks, but I don't know. Like, do they save money for doing this? I don't get what they... Uh, yeah, I guess they're kind of trying to clear out some, some load on the... Yeah, yeah. I guess. Uh, or maybe, maybe if they deactivate accounts, there's a small chance that someone's going to come back and be like, oh man, I want to play this game again and spend a bunch of time to catch up. There's definitely people like that. I, yeah. I, I know for sure. Like, let's say like 5DS comes out and they really liked 5DS and then they come back and everything's gone. So And they spent like 150 like like $1,000. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be someone like that. And there's another clause, another, well, I mean, this thing was like, there were like 24 different things, but... Another important one is that, uh, specifically for Apple users, iOS, they say they're not responsible for the technology not working on iOS devices. So this <laughs> is about the iPhone X, obviously. Yeah, they still haven't... I don't know. I, I was talking to a friend of mine about this because it seemed like Hearthstone was also kind of not quite ready for the iPhone ten yet. Huh, so okay. I just... Or X or whatever. I, I just wonder why that's the case, like... What's it must so... be the software build, right? Because Hearthstone's a Unity. I'm not sure what Dual Links is. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Because obviously they send out like dev kits and stuff, so you would think that the companies would be ready for it, but maybe it just takes a little longer than they had time for. Yeah, this stuff is all like lawyer stuff, so I don't. you didn't read it, but there's like a lot of stuff you might understand, but that's what I got out of it when I read it. <laughs> like they're not responsible for it. It's like something about a application license and something uh yeah, uh, yeah the lawyer side of it is that even though you're spending money on the game 
um, the the way that the at least currently that these things are construed is that you don't have like a right to those things that you've spent money on. It's a license, which means that they're letting you play their thing. They're not selling you a specific thing. So you're buying the it's right like to play. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're you're buying the ability to play the game, and if you do any number of things that they say they don't like, they can take away your um, permission to play. Right. And you don't get like a refund or anything like that because, like you said, it's not property. So when you actually buy Yu-Gi-Oh cards, they're your property, right? Sort of. Yep. Yeah, that's one of the advantages to um, <laughs> to physical Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh man, <laughs> our cards. <laughs> um, now we're going to talk about the new box coming out on Monday, Galactic Origins. This is something that's been teased for almost a month, I'd say, by data miners. This box is coming out on November 6th. And last week I talked about it too. but um, And these cards aren't a surprise because they were pretty much all in that 210-card data mine. But my impressions on this box, I don't like this box. I mean, first at first I didn't like it, and then I went through all the cards and I liked it a little more. But I'm kind of mixed on it. But mm. we're going to talk about the cards that are kind of exciting. Yeah, I took a, a quick look, but I, I didn't, haven't gotten a chance to look through it as much as you have, so um, we'll we'll be going through it together and see what you think is good and what isn't and whatnot. All right, let's go. Exiled Force. You know this card. It's a 1,000-1,000. You contribute this card to target one monster on the field and destroy that target. So I think it's better than Maneater Bug, but... I don't know if it's a... Is it a quick effect? Like, can you do it on your opponent's turn? I don't believe you can. I don't remember the default... First of all, I don't really remember the speed levels, but I'm pretty sure the default speed level for abilities like this is um, the slower one, whatever it is, where you can only do it, like, on your main phase. Yeah. Um, so if it doesn't say otherwise, then I think that that's how it works. But I'm not certain. I don't remember. This is one of those cards that I used to play with in real life, but I don't really remember. Frequently, we would just summon it and use it like instant, like at that point. So it never really came up because it's only got a thousand attack. It's not like you're going to leave it on the field very long. But yeah, and the good thing about it is you could special summon it with cards like Warrior Returning Alive and the Creator, and then you could like you could just use it right away instead of manning your bug flipping. Yeah, I really like that interaction with the creator. That's one of those cards that I've always wanted to play, but never really felt like I could invest that much gems into that box. But that seems like it'd be really fun to try that out. Yep. Elemental Hero Terra Firma. This is a regular fusion monster. Um, I didn't even look it up. Wow, Jesus. Terra Firma. Okay. So you fuse it with two monsters, Elemental Hero Ocean and Elemental Hero Woodsman. They're both four stars, I believe. He has 2,500, 2,000. Uh, must be fusioned with polymerization. Yep. Not not with polymerization. Fusion summoned. You can tribute one face-up hero monster, Elemental Hero Monster. This card gains attack equal to that tributed monster's attack until the end phase. So it's a pretty basic ability where you sacrifice a monster and then it probably has like close to four thousand attack. I'd say um, it's just it's just a question whether elemental heroes are viable. They're they're not right now. We don't know if they're going to be viable after the nerfs, and that's the only reason you would use it is if you could use them. I think. Yeah, I'm not very excited by the ability where you can sacrifice something or tribute something to buff it up because that's. Only really relevant in like they have an ability, right? They have like a sacrifice ability. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's nice. And you're right; there are some other cards as well that, like, whenever one of your monster dies or you know whatever, there's various things that trigger when monsters are sacrificed and stuff. So you're right; it is an activator for that, but it has to be an elemental hero. So I'm not sure like how much that restriction will really use that. I'm a little bit more interested in the 
which I believe you had mentioned is kind of a new mechanic just generally, but I like that you can polymerization it without using the polymerization. Oh, no, this one you have to. Oh, you have to. The other okay. ones in this set, the other fusions yeah. in the set, you don't. <laughs> okay, well, then never mind. I'm done talking about this guy, then. We're, we're not too <laughs> excited about it, yeah. Even even though he's the cover model, yeah. not, very, not very good. Um, this one is a contact fusion. Gladiator, Beast, Heraklinos. Um, let's see, where is this guy? He is... You fuse it with three monsters. Gladiator, Beast, Laquari, and two other Gladiator Beasts. 3,2800 stats. Uh, so... Y- you have to have those three monsters on the field, and then they go back in your deck, and this guy comes out of the extra deck. So you don't use polymerization. During either player's turn, when a spell or a trap is activated, you can discard one card, negate the activation, and destroy it. This card must be face-up on the field to activate and resolve this effect. So this is a lot better than Dark Paladin and Horus, because he does the traps as well. Mm, yeah. I didn't realize that the special fusion they had to be on the board. I thought it was on the board or hand. That's kind of OP, I think, if <laughs> it was that way. Yeah, that's why I was excited about it. Or, you, you know, not, like, looking forward to it, but just, like, interested in that very powerful mechanic, but yeah. less powerful now. I'm pretty sure that's how it works, but, like, that's how XYZ works. So I'm not sure mm. if this guy is. Well, we'll Ooh. see when, when Yeah, we get I was about to say, we'll find out really soon. <laughs> Well, when you get this card, I don't know if I'm buying this set, but uh, hmm. people are in general are really hyped about Gladiator Beasts because they're uh, they're a big time TCG uh, archetype, and um, people are saying they're going to take over the meta. So it's very possible this card. So this is the thing about this box: some Gladiator Beasts are cheap and some are expensive. If we don't need this guy to have a good deck, then definitely buy the box. I think. Like, if this uh, guy's not necessary. Yeah, I mean, I would... Like I said, I haven't really gotten as good of a chance to look at the box as I'd like, so I can't comment on how the rest of it looks. We haven't gotten to the rares and normals yet. <laughs> yep. yep, we'll see. There is another card. Uh, you are into the void, normal spell. If you have three or more cards in your hand, draw one card, and if you do, during the end phase of this turn, discard your entire hand. So this has some uses to dump cards into the graveyard and draw, but I think it's most useful for burn decks, right? Because they just go through their cards right away, typically. Um, yeah, I totally agree with the burn decks um, or maybe handless decks. Any deck where you can just play or set all of your cards so that there's no the downside doesn't really matter. Right. Yeah. Um. Upstart Golden Ninja, 500-1800 attack. I mean, 500 attack, 1800 defense. Once per turn, you can send one trap from your hand to the graveyard and special summon one level 4 or lower ninja monster from your deck in face down or face up defense. So, you know, a lot of ninja decks we've seen in tournaments, they pretty much run all different types of ninjas, like all the 4-star ones, and this one seems pretty useful because you could specifically get a ninja out of your deck. Yeah, I always like uh, tutor effects, and it also makes use of your ninjutsu arts once you've like filled up your spots on the field. Um, not having played a ton of ninjas myself, or, or really any, I've noticed that a lot of their traps are kind of semi-permanent, where they stick until mm, yeah. a certain effect has happened or something like that. And so maybe your slots would get full. Yeah. And this can help with that. They're just so expensive, though. It's like <laughs> they're only like UR. It's like the Ninjutsu Art of Transformation. Right. That's and that's why I haven't played it because I just I don't have. I, again, I didn't want to buy like the whole box through a couple times for the ninjas. The control variant with the four star one. Those are just rares, so those are okay. But um, this guy's expensive. Yeah. Saphira, Queen of Dragons. This is a ritual monster. Dragon with 2,500 attack, 2,400 defense. You can ritual this. Sum- you can ritual summon this card with Hymn of Light. During the end phase, if this card was ritual summoned this turn, or if a light monster was sent from the hand or deck to the graveyard this turn, while this card was face up, you can activate one of three effects. 
draw two cards, discard one, discard one random card from your opponent's hand, or add one light monster from your graveyard to your hand. You can only use this effect once per turn. Yeah, so this one's one of those ones that I really liked. Um, I saw it as possibly hopping into the uh, Cyber Angel decks now that we have a couple more slots from losing some summons. Um, I'm not sure if it'll end up making the cut in that, but all the effects are really powerful and you get to do it multiple times. So that's, um, it kind of helps with bring some more uh, redundancy and, um, I don't know, recursion effects and stuff to the deck that it used to have, but it will be losing with the nerf. Yeah, the, the question is it's a dragon and not a fairy. That's that's probably going to be the main consideration whether it makes it, I think. Mm. Maybe. Uh, Cosmic Cyclone, another UR. Quick play spell, pay a thousand life points, then target one spell or trap on the field and banish it. So this is a, just a good card to have, I think. Um, you could just use it as a quick play because you could just use it from your hand to take out a back row like a wall of disruption or something, and it just goes away. Um, it's held deck by be having a life point cost, and uh, let's say you don't have a thousand life points, and then you can you can't use the card. So anti magic arrows might be better for that purpose, but it's also useful just as a regular spell where you can banish continuous traps and fields, continuous spells and fields. Yeah, and this doesn't. I'm sorry. Did you say it negates it or no? Well, it's a that... banish effect, I think, so it takes place before it can activate, right? Oh, is that... That would be one of those uh, technical rules that I have not yet learned. Because you chain... If you chain it second, I think you just banish it, and then it doesn't even activate. Hmm. Well, that'd be cool. But I still agree with your assessment that anti-magic arrows might be better for that purpose if you're trying to just, like, go for the, the kill. Yeah. Um... But if you just want a kind of swing turn in the middle of the game, then I guess countering it and also banishing it um, so they can't use it on the next turn is good as well. So I don't, it's definitely a good like utility card, like you said. This is probably the card I'm most excited about in the whole set, so that's saying something, I guess. It's oh, man. Yeah. The card you may use. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rush Recklessly. Now we're in the SRs. Rush Recklessly. This is a quick play spell. Target one face-up monster on the field. It gains 700 attack until the end of the turn. So this is better than... <coughs> this is better... Sorry. This is better than Inspiration, because that's just a trap card, and you could play this right away. Mm-hmm. The thing is that 700 attack isn't too relevant. I don't think it is anymore. I mean, it's it's a combat trick, so it can be relevant. Um... Inspiration never really saw a ton of play anyway, though. So I think maybe... I don't think this will see very much play based on that, even though it's a little bit better, regardless of whether 700 is relevant. But I think the reason why it's relevant is because a lot of the top cards have like the same or very close amounts of uh, attack. So it helps you out with those relevant combat tricks. It's just it's just the question whether seven hundred is enough when you have division with mirror force or mul- or multiplication with like metamorph stuff like that I guess huh but yeah we'll see mask of brutality this is an equipped spell equipped monster gains a thousand attack but loses a thousand defense during each of your standby phases pay a thousand life points or destroy this card so it's a equipped spell and those aren't too good. The problem is, it's just attacking. Monsters just get flipped into defense all the time. I I could see this if you're using some kind of skill where you have to lose life points to gain an ability, but it doesn't seem too good right now. Yeah, and equip spells are also bad because you can just get two for one. Uh, that's why they've always in every card game traditionally been a little risky. So. Uh, I think this is an okay card. Obviously, if you can get a couple buffs in and your guy isn't turned sideways, then that's very strong. But like you said, there's a lot of effects that can flip things into defense mode. Yeah, this would just be something that's very aggressive. 
and you have like a monster with piercing or something, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, Fienin the Great Sphinx. This is a card we kind of talked about last week uh, as a joke. Um, so basically, you have to you have to have this trap card, Pyramid of Light, and then you have to have the Andro Sphinx and then the Sphinx Talea. You sacrifice all of them. You have pay life points, and then you sacrifice all of them. And then, when this card special summoned, you can pay 500 life points to increase this attack, the attack of this card by 3,000. So this card is 3,500 and 3,000 defense. It's just the setup that's that makes this card unplayable. You have to have a trap, you have to have two monsters, and then you sacrifice all of them to, to get one big guy out. And then they could just super rush headlong this guy. So. <laughs> yeah. It's the five-headed dragon, basically. Not super impressed. Elemental Hero Storm Neos. What does this guy do? So this is a contact fusion card with three cards. Elemental Hero Neos. Neospatian Air Hummingbird. Neospatian Aqua Dolphin. So you contact fusion them. Once per turn, you can destroy all spells and trap cards on the field. During the end phase, shuffle this card into the extra deck. When this card is shuffled into the extra deck this way, shuffle all cards on the field into the deck. Wow. 3,000 attack, 2,500 defense. Yeah, but you... I guess the stats are relevant because you choose Hit whether ones. you want to use yeah. the ability or not. But that that ability is, like, the main reason why you would play this guy. Yeah. But the utility of choosing when you want to use it is nice. But, man, that is, that's a crazy ability. The I think the, the ability is really good, but the problem is keeping those cards on the field. Because the Hummingbird yeah. has, like, 800 attack, I think. That's... Yeah, <laughs> like like you said, the um, contact fusion is significantly weaker than I <laughs> at first thought it was because you have to actually have them on the field. But you can you know you can do it through like reanimation effects and stuff maybe a little more easily, right? You can special summon yeah. the the little guys and stuff. There's a lo- there's a lot of elemental hero uh, cards that probably bring them on the field or make them immune for a turn or something. I don't know. Right. Maybe even some skills that I haven't really looked at that help it out. Yeah, Jaden has some, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Some random skills that we don't know about. Yeah. Uh, we're moving on to the rares. My body as a shield. This is a quick play spell. When your opponent activates a spell or trap or a monster effect that would destroy a monster on the field, pay 1,500 life points, negate the activation, and destroy the card. So this is like um, Ultimate Providence, sort of. Sort of. Yeah. But I think you're going to see it a lot, I think. Oh, yeah? I think so. It seems like a really budget card that people would just plug in. um, I just don't think there's a ton of destroy effects. Right? Mm, Yeah, they are getting reduced. Let's see. Uh, You're right. Yeah, Dakini doesn't count. Lava Golem doesn't count. Monster abilities, spells, like tribute to the doomed. <laughs> right, which no one uses. But it's mostly, it's more like combat tricks and special removal stuff instead of destroy, which is interesting. But you know what it is. It's going to be the um, the new card, the one that we, the first one. <laughs> Thousand uh, attack. Uh... Exiled force. There we go. Exiled force. Oh yeah, you're right. Cybernetic Cyclopean. This is a handless card. It's a t- 1400 attack, 200 defense guy. It's the Hitatsumi Giant. If you know what that is. <laughs> While you have no cards in your hand, this card gains a thousand attack, so it becomes a 2400, 200. Hmm. Yep, it's handless. That's all it is. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because you already have three copies of Swift Gaia now, if you want them. Yeah, Handless, you typically run Swift Gaia and Blade Knight. Blade Knight's a little more expensive, because you only get one in each box. Um, this could be like a fifth card, your fifth box. Well, I don't know if you run... You typically run two Swift Guys, I believe. Right. But that's because we only had two until just now. Huh. So I'm not sure if we would run three. I don't think you would, because there's a... a significant chance that you might end up with two of them in your hand, then you can't play either one. But... Yeah, the field spell draws you one, and 
I've learned the trick where you sometimes set the field spell so you, you could summon your Gaia the next yeah. turn or something. Yeah. Uh, but this guy might be like a fifth guy because I use Chiron the Mage. I, I just... <laughs> I've seen it. I saw it on some lists where they only had two of the other guys mm-hmm. and they just had Chiron the Mage. So I was like, okay, I'm going to put it in my deck. Like, not knowing why, but it was in my deck. <laughs> yeah. That's how I build my decks. Uh, field barrier, continuous spell. Field spells on the field spell cards on the field cannot be destroyed. Neither player can activate a new field spell card. You can only control one field barrier. So I'm more interested about this card for its second ability, and then you can deny your opponent from playing a field. Yeah, that's very interesting because um, there's a couple decks that have pretty strong reliance on having a field spell played. So. Um, that's pretty powerful. And then in those decks, like you can just completely win the mirror if you get yours yeah. out first and then you protect it, and also they can't play one. Game over. This is an auto three include <laughs> no fields in your deck. <laughs> I think it's more useful in like a tournament setting if everyone's bringing a mausoleum or tunes or something that you would know to use this card. Yeah. It would also be very relevant in a format in which you have a sideboard, of course, because then you can only use it when it is relevant. Right. Gladiator Beast Beast Yari. This is a Gladiator Beast with 1,500 attack, 800 defense. So all Gladiator Beasts, if you're not aware, have an ability where if they were attacked or what if they attacked or were attacked at the end of the battle phase you get to shuffle it back into your deck and bring back a different gladiator beast this card's ability is when it's special summoned you can target one spell or trap on the field and destroy it so this happens at the end of your battle phase so they have to have a back row or a field or something to destroy at this point um just notable because the gladiator beasts typically don't have back row counters so this is i mean they have two trap cards but the monsters themselves don't really destroy traps except for this guy Hmm. cool the field spell coliseum of the coliseum cage of the gladiator beasts place one counter on this card each time a monster is special summoned from either player's deck so this is each time a gladiator beast is coming back um so you can have three of them on the field and then you you trigger this three times. All Gladiator Beasts gain 100 attack and 100 defense for each counter. So you're getting one counter for each interaction, as I mentioned. Mm. If this card would be destroyed by a card effect, you can discard one of these fields from your hand to prevent this card from being destroyed. So it seems snowball-y, very snowball I think. Right. Do we, I guess besides the beasts, do other things get special summoned from the deck very often? I'm not. I know that there uh, are a couple in the game, but I don't think they're used very often. I can't like really... Marmiting Captain. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's also uh, what is it called? The uh, like the Wombat or something? The Burn card. Does Wombat? Do people play that card? No, no one does. Oh, um, Bubonic Vermin. Yeah, that that comes from the deck too. That that's a different one. Um, so. I, that one sees a little bit of play, especially in players. With oh, the, I know, with I know what you're collection. talking about. Nimble, Nimble Musasabi. Right? There we go. Thank yeah. you. Um, which also doesn't really see play. So all the ones that we're thinking of don't really see play. But maybe this could change that. But you would want it to be. You would only play it for your guys. So I guess it only it, would... it only buffs the gladiator beast. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I just realized. So I guess it would. You would even less often play these other cards because you don't want to risk giving your opponent a buff. Right. So this could make the deck work if they get out of control. And let's say they get really budget. This could be the card. It's only a rare too, so look out for this card. Hymn of Lights. This is the ritual spell. Hymn of Light. This is the ritual spell for Sephira. And the thing that's notable about it is, like Machine Angel Ritual, it can provide protection, so you can banish it from the graveyard to prevent your light monster from being destroyed. Your ritual monster from being destroyed. 
to any yeah. ritual monster actually. Yeah, another reason why it's a, a fun, good card. Um, I'm not sure exactly how you would do the ritual spell split. You probably just use the uh, the generic one for all light monsters, but maybe this is worth that extra effect is worth uh, using that as well. So I don't know. And, and the good thing is, Sephira has six stars, so it's kind of like the other Cyber Angel cards. Right. Yeah, that is a good point. The six stars help it match up nicely um, for tributes, which is a f- another thing that was always good about the deck is that it all kind of, like, the numbers added up nicely. Unless there was just some Karibo just, like, in the deck. <laughs> right. Unless you're that one guy who ran the one Karibo. <laughs> yeah. Now we're into the normal rarity cards. Spell economics is a continuous spell. You do not pay life points to activate spell cards. So it's a free mausoleum card. Nice. Also, Any other like, cards you can think of? Um, Psychokinesis, right? Oh. So psychic decks don't... Oh, that's the only one, because the, the rest of them are monsters. Right, yeah. I yeah. don't think you would run it for that purpose, but uh, I'm sure there's a couple others as well that I can't yeah. think of. Terra Firma Gravity is a trap card. Uh, it goes with that fusion monster we talked talked about before, Elemental Hero Terra Firma. During your opponent's battle phase... This, if you control Terra Firma, this turn all level four or lower monsters your opponent controls that can attack Terra Firma must attack it. So they get forced into attacking a twenty five hundred attack monster. Yeah, interesting. I think that's the only reason you would play that card is if you would run this card. I think. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't think that that's worth it either. But it is a, it's interesting. I, I always like weird combat trick stuff. The following two cards are for Gladiator Beasts. Disarm is a counter trap. Return one gladi- Gladiator Beast card from your hand to your deck. Negate the activation of a spell and destroy it. Parry is a counter trap. Do the same thing. Return one Gladiator Beast card from your hand to your deck and then negate the activation of a trap card and destroy it. So these two are going to see a lot of play with Gladiator Beasts. This is their only way to protect themselves, I think. Yeah, I mean, aside from just kind of generic protections that are available in the game, these are pretty solid counter traps. Um, yep. The As we've talked about tons of times before, the counter traps in this game are generally not super strong, and we're about to nerf one of the strongest ones, So, or I, not nerf, but limit. So this uh, these are pretty solid. I agree. And they have a ton of support where they keep refilling their hand with mm-hmm. Gladiator Beasts. So these are just... I, I would see you would run three of each of these, and then the rest of them are, like, monsters. I, well, maybe two. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing, is you don't want to run too many things to dilute the pool of the things that they all rely on, right? So you've got yeah. Disarm and Parry, and you've got... I the forget field. what it, Yeah, right, the field. Um, and, uh, like, you don't want to run too many of those cards that rely on you having the beasts, because that means you have fewer beasts, so... Yeah. We'll we'll see what someone figures out the right combo is. I think it's going to be definitely more than twelve monsters, but I don't. It's hard to say. I don't, I'm not a deck builder. <laughs> Worm Noble. I, I like this card just because it's kind of sneaky. It's a so it's a one tribute. It's a six star monster, fifteen hundred attack, twenty four hundred defense. Uh, like all worms, has a flip effect. If this card is flipped face up by an opponent's monster's attack. Inflict damage to your opponent equal to half of the attacking monster's attack. So worms kind of do this thing where they keep flipping themselves back. And you could just keep burning down your opponent if you can protect this card. And if you have, like, Dark Spirit of the Silent, where they force another monster to attack it again. Yeah, or you can do, um, like, Half Shut or those types of things to kind of make them attack into it multiple times. So, I don't know. It's a little bit interesting. If your opponent sees that you've tributed something, though, and then set it, like that's kind of a red flag. Like, what is, what are he, what is he doing? What's a one tribute set? So I don't think that this is a card that could really did, like shape the meta because as soon as people kind of figure out what it is, I think that they would use it, like they would play around it better, probably. Um, 
And so if this gets too popular, then it loses its value. Kind of like some of those other decks that we've seen be like the flavor of the week that are right. really, really strong and popular because no one knows how to play against it. And then as soon as they kind of figure it out, they're like, oh, okay, maybe not as good as we thought. So It's almost exactly like Titan Showdown because they're attacking to a face down monster. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. That, that was exactly what had come to mind. So um, we'll see. Maybe it'll be good for a week. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. It's just a, an end, so you know you yeah. could try it out as soon as it comes out. And we have like a million other worm cards, so you can make worm zero. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Maybe. Ally, Ally of Justice Reverse Break. This is a machine with 1,200 attack, 1,200 defense. If a face-up light monster on the field is, is on the field, destroy this card. So that's the downside of this card. The upside is, if this card attacks a face-down monster... In defense, destroy that monster immediately with this card's effect without flipping it face up or applying damage calculation. So this is a very unique effect where you get to just get rid of a face down monster. Yeah. Um, and then the last end card I'm going to talk about is the Sacred Spirit of the Ice Barrier. Uh, 1600 attack zombie spirit. This card cannot be special summoned. This card returns to the hand during the end phase like a spirit. Um... Unless you control another face-up ice barrier monster. In that case, this, this card's effect changes to select one monster your opponent controls and return it to the hand instead. So each turn you can return one of your monsters, your opponent's monsters back to the hand. Hmm. That's a cool and fairly powerful effect, but ice barriers are more like one-turn kill type decks. So I don't they know. Got, if... They got extra support in this set, so we'll see if that changes them. If it changes how it works. Yeah, maybe. So that is all of the cards that I am excited about. Uh, you might find some in the future that we want to talk about. So I think, are you going to buy this set first of all? I don't know. I have to take a longer look at it all and, <laughs> and decide if, if I think it's worth it. But um, if not this one, then I would be going back for one of the older ones because, uh, like I mentioned, I'm pretty close to the gem cap. So, I've got some money to burn. Yep, I don't. So <laughs> That's the difference. Um, so, we'll see. I mean, it's possible that some hot card comes from the set, but for now, I'm going to sit it out. For now. Yeah. Alright, we're going to talk about some more cards from the card trader. Seems like the card trader has new cards every week, so then we have some now. Um, the UR is Chaos Hunter. And this is a card that people were talking about a lot during the week before the new box was re revealed. It's an 8-star Fiend with 2,500 attack and 1,600 defense. When your opponent's special summons a monster, except during the damage step, you can discard one card, and you could special summon this card instead. So it's like Cyber Dinosaur. Yeah. Your opponent cannot banish cards. That's the main effect. Hmm. I, yep. I like the... Uh... Secret, like, surprise summon more than the <laughs> banish thing. I think Cyber Dinosaur does it for free. Like, you don't need to discard a card for that. Right. But doesn't Cyber Dino... I guess you're right. Because they can, either one can go on your opponent's turn. Presumably. Uh, yeah, yeah, Otherwise, yeah. Cyber Dino wouldn't be very good. Okay. I guess you're right. But we have a full list of cards on Reddit of all the cards that it prevents from banishing. So it's any monster ability, graveyard ability, like Gozuki, Gozuki, uh, the pig, bacon saver. <laughs> those don't work. Um, certain contact fusions like XYZ, spells and traps, all of those, they don't work anymore. So this is a card, I think it's like a tech card, I think, right? Definition. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess if you're specifically using it to counter those, uh, which, like you mentioned, you would be, then, yeah. Uh, two less interesting cards, Dark Desert Taper, uh, 1100 attack beast. When this card is removed from play, select one level 4 or lower beast monster in your graveyard and special summon it. So it's got some synergy with Beast Rising, right? Yes, yeah. That's true. So only use I see for it. <laughs> And then the regular Desert Taper, 900 attack, flip effect. 
Flip one face-up monster on the field into face-down defense. You can't select Desert Taper. Right. So, yeah. You're just kind of taking advantage of a monster's weak defense, basically. Yeah. Or you can use, like, reuse your flip effects, right? Uh, you can. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. Is it for, like, those uh, statue control decks? I guess you could do it, like, twice a turn, maybe? <laughs> Um, no, because you can't do the the flipping part twice, right? The flip, or, can you? I've never played that deck, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Because it counts as a sum, well, you can flip someone as many times as you want in, in a turn. Can you? Yeah, you can. It doesn't count as a normal summon, because oh. they got set the previous turn. And it's the once per turn is limited to the, the flip it back? I don't know how the card works. You What's the card name? Statue. The Guardian Statue. Once, yeah, once, per, once per, well, once per turn, you can flip this card into face down defense. When this card's flip summoned, return one monster from your opponent's side of the field to the hand. Man, you think like since we have a show on it, we would learn the rules of this game? <laughs> so let's say, let's say turn zero, you set Guardian Statue. They play a monster and don't attack. You flip Guardian Statue. Now, let's say they have two monsters and they don't attack. You flip Guardian Statue, you bounce one. No, but then Desert Taper has to be set. I mean, I, I guess the question is whether you could just flip summon the same guy multiple times. And... I think you can. Hmm. So maybe this guy's useful. Maybe. Maybe. And. Oh, we're still going through the new cards. There's two more sets. Oh. <laughs> New Ranked Ticket Rewards. So this is for this upcoming season. New SR Creature Seizure Spell Card. Each player can gives their mo- opponent control of one of their monsters. It's the controller's choice. You must choose a face-up normal monster. What do you think about this card? Um, I don't see where it gets used. <laughs> yeah, Red Eyes is gone, right? Yeah. It's it's interesting, but I, I just don't really see why you would use it. Yeah. I think it could work with Chalice, right? Does Chalice make them a normal monster, or is it are they still considered an effect monster with no effects? Yeah, I think it's like a super type. I don't think it changes that, because that's like just, I don't know, written on the card. and Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not sure, but I don't think it does. They have to change the color of the card again. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, not very good. Amulet of Ambition, equip spell, equipped to a normal monster. If it battles a monster with a higher level, the equipped monster gains 500 attack for every difference in level. And it only gets this during the battle phase. Um, when this card's sent to a graveyard, you can return it to the top of your deck. Interesting, but um, top of the deck kind of hurts sometimes. Like, it, it can be a negative. Yeah. Um, and again, it's like normal monster. There's a there's a few, and they keep power creeping the normal monster, so maybe it becomes relevant. But I'm not terribly excited about this card either. In this set, we got a normal 1900 Gladiator Beast. Mm-hmm. I mean, we already have the Vorse Raider. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, we have Battle Locks. So. <laughs> Kalantosa, Mystical Beast of the Forest. Uh, it's a beast card of 1,200 attack and 1,400 defense. If this card is special summoned by the effect of a beast monster, you can target one card on the field and destroy it. So there's two cards, uh, Uniflora and Dark Desert Tapir. They can special summon him and you can destroy a card. Hmm. What do you think about beasts overall? Like, I don't, I've never played them. They don't but... feel like... They work together. Right, yeah. They don't feel like a real tribe. Like They don't help each other out enough to make you want to play a beast deck. I mean, obviously like, people have. real life. Right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Transmodify, spell card. It's basically the Mokuba Monster and Morph Evolution ability. You, spend, you send one face-up monster you control to the graveyard... And then you could special summon one monster with the same type of attribute, but with one star higher. You yeah. can only use one per turn. 
Yeah, like you said, you'd you'd rather just play the Mokuba skill because then you don't have to use use up a card in your hand. Yep, and I've been beat by that uh, Gandora deck. It's pretty. It's pretty good because the Gandora doesn't leave. Yeah, it, it's summoned from the ability. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean they have. Obviously, it's not like complete meme deck because we've seen it in some of our little tournament recaps and stuff. So. It's like a lower tier, like a tier three, tier four, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Roaring Earth, continuous trap card. If a beast monster you control attacks, so they have piercing, all beasts have piercing. If you inflict battle damage to your opponent with this effect, target one monster your opponent controls and it loses 500 attack and defense. Hmm. Yep. So that's like really snowball-y, right? You can, like if one of your guys gets through, then all of your guys can get through. And if they got through, there shouldn't be any monsters left, right? <laughs> Maybe. Well, because it gives piercing, then you can get through, right? Even no, it's like the, the the damage reduction doesn't work if they don't have any monsters. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. of course. Pointless. I mean, the thing is that we're not going to get any... This is the best end card that they're giving out, so we might as well get this card. That's <laughs> We're yeah. going to get this card. Yeah. And the last card we're going to talk about is the card flipper card Electromagnetic Bagworm. Um, flip, target one machine monster your opponent controls, take control of it until the end phase. If this card is destroyed by battle, the monster that destroys it loses a 500 attack and defense. You talked about this card to me. Uh, yeah, uh, this one is a situational Jowls um, that has, I, I mean, I guess the trade-off is that you get that 500 reduction ability as well, but it just seems like you would much rather use jowls um, to be able to make sure that you're stealing something because that's the more powerful effect almost always. And unless there's just like a ton of machines in the meta or some reason why you really want that 500, I don't see this card uh, seeing much play at all. What if Toon Barrel Dragon comes back? <laughs> I mean, that's a good point. That is one target, but I still don't think it's enough because I think, first of all, you're not ever going to get the 500 if Tomb Barrel Dragon gets big because right. they're going to be attacking directly. So um, you might as well just use Jowls at that point because the 500 is irrelevant and you need like you can get more targets. It needs to be a machine. So unless everyone's playing machines, which the uh, gears are machines, right? Yeah, Ancient they're all gears. machines. Yeah, so... It's possible. I mean, maybe they brought this out specifically as like a, a check on Ancient Gears, but that just doesn't seem likely. It doesn't seem strong enough to be that, and I don't think people will run this. Yeah. And everyone's running Econ anyway, so that's kind of like your sack tribute card anyways. Uh, yeah. All right. And then a few quick hits of reminder reminders of upcoming things. Kaiba Cup starts... Few days from now? Uh, yeah. Uh, I just looked it up and then sixth or the seventh, I forgot. It's like the sixth or the seventh. I think it's um, a little, yeah, six maybe. Yeah, this, the six is a really important day because yeah. the nerfs go live and then the new set comes out and then there's Jesse Anderson. So there's like a million things going on in one day. Yeah, so I have the new Legendary Duelist starts on the fifth my time. That's the sixth, yeah. And then. So I guess it's like late on, on the fifth of my time, and then Kaiba Cup it says starts on the eighth for the first oh. stage. So, so we have like a few days to yeah. prepare for the Kaiba Cup. Two yeah. two days to figure out what all the new stuff means for the meta. But also, you're gonna be, look, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, what I was gonna say is that's also the first stage, which you guys might remember if you had already gotten um, King of Games last month, then you get to skip ahead to the second stage. Or, or I guess not skip ahead, but you get a free invitation to the second stage. Right. And the second stage uh, starts November 16th. So that gives you more yeah. time to try to figure out the meta. Let's say I get King of Games in two days magically. Like, let's say I become DK'd for a day. Mm -hmm. do, do I get an invitation early? I think I do, right? I think so as well, but I don't yeah. know for sure. Yeah. yeah, we don't know exactly. But you're going to be the one who's ahead. Let's just... I, there's probably like a 99% chance I'm not going to make it, so you're going to be the one who's going to tell us all about the Kaiba Cup. Like okay. what the, 
early stages are. I'll do what I can. <laughs> yeah. Do you have? A, do you have? A, I mean, not to tip your hand, but do you have any idea what you're going to bring? I don't think anyone's going to be counter cueing me, so I don't think it, that's a big concern. Um, the decks I'm looking at are, I think, Cyber Angels are still going to be good, and they're going to be getting less hate. So I might be playing that. Um, I might be going back to Three Star Demotion Tunes because that deck was just really strong. And um, DK put something out of a mausoleum uh, deck that uses the ancient gears. And right, so yeah. I've been leveling up my Crowler. He's at like 32 now because you need to get to 35 to get the second ancient gear or whatever the big guy's oh, called. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to try that one out once I get him up there and see if I like that because that seems like a fun deck as well. Cool. Yeah. Um, the Paradox Brothers and Pegasus are coming back. Different points this month. Esperoba is coming for the first time, so we might get Jinzo. Possibly. And the Dimension Tower Water is happening at the end of this month as well. Yeah, good stuff coming up. Yep. We're going to return with the top text of the week because we both... Well, I've just been facing Ancient Gears, so I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> but, um... You, it's more relevant for the Kaiba Cup next week because you'll actually be participating in it. And I'm definitely going to see what I can see from Discord, what people are saying on the Duel Links Meta Discord. Um, yeah. So we're going to return with that segment next week. Yep, sounds good. All right. So this is it for today. Um, you can find this podcast on the App Store, Google Play, Stitcher, and others. Check out the podcast and more at our website, thedualassessment.wordpress.com. We have a YouTube channel, the Dual Assessment. Well, the link's there, so you can check it out. <laughs> um, help support us any way you can. Patreon.com slash dual underscore assessment. We'll really appreciate it. Um, send us an email of any questions at the dual assessment at gmail.com. And you can find us on Twitter, dual underscore assessment, me, Green Ranger HS, Deck Tech at HS Deck Tech. Yeah, we forgot to mention it um, right after it happened, but the world champ himself, Timmy Chu, followed the show on Twitter. So oh, that's yeah. that's really cool. And if you want to be the next world champ, maybe you should emulate him and, and follow us there as well. <laughs> <laughs> clearly how it works. Yeah. So, yep, num- uh, Numero Uno is following us, and everyone else should too. <laughs> that's right. We'll see you guys next right. week. See ya.